Hey everyone, and welcome back to another installment of the weekly catch up podcast. It's Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. And this is the 70th installment of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B. Rad Colvin. That'd be me. What's happening? Oh, living the dream. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm anxious to discuss a variety of things with you today. Yeah, likewise. I'm glad that we could get together to do this. I'm glad that we have a live audience oh in-house my. today, unbeknownst to me. As they all sojourned here, but we'll get into that after uh, Mr. Mwansa. Absolutely. So you ready? Let's do it. Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci. How they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Who are all these people in my house, B-Rad? What are you doing to me right now? You know them well. You, uh... They're half our audience. Yeah. <laughs> not half. <laughs> well, two of the three. Your girlfriend, your fiance yeah. does not listen. No, she doesn't think. Goodness. That's, that's still a baller move, I that's maintain. What I, that's what I love about her. So tell us, tell the tots who's uh, in the studio today. All right. We have Grizz, Shelly, and Courtney in the house. What's up? Brum, brum, brum. <laughs> uh yeah i get a call from shell bell and she's like hey i'm in your garage so if you could open up that'd be great and i'm like why are you there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get a text from courtney saying hey i'm hanging out with grizz and shelly so I, I i didn't know it would happen like this i'm sorry sorry to have them but i i feel like it's a nice surprise so even though she doesn't listen courtney has been featured on the show before um back in the closet days yeah Yep. And Grizz has also been featured on the show, but we've never had Shelly Belly Seals. Mm. I think it's time. Why don't you two switch switch seats so that B-Rad can yeah. go into interview style here? Come on over, Shelly. <laughs> I'm so nervous. You're lucky I'm not the one interviewing you. I'm terrified. Uh, show her how to speak into the... Yeah, so uh, aim for here. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Perfect. I'm nailing it, guys. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be an awesome ten seconds of dead air. What are you doing today, Shelbell? Just coming in to hang out with these ladies. <laughs> this is uh, a first for you. I've begged you to send us audio segments and clips, and I, I think at one point you sent me something, and then you said, "Hey, never use that on the show." In the recording, I said, do not use this on the yeah. podcast. Which I thought was going to be a perfect addition, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we honored your wishes, but it's good to have you on the 70th episode. No big deal. We've had, uh, for those that don't know, Shelly is Michael Denny's fiance. Michael's been featured on the show two or three times at this point. And apparently was about to be uh, impromptu featured today. <laughs> he had talked about stowing away in the car and coming down and making this a trio. Anyway, so I'm just surprised. It's great to see all of y'all. What are y'all going to get into? Get some drinks. Some wine, some shots, some champagne. Who knows? Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys are having a turn Going Wednesday. up on a Wednesday. Man, uh, 
I had Moderna round two yesterday, so I've felt like pure D crap for the last 28 hours or so. It's been, I'm just glad to be here. Well, you look like a million bucks. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you, Shabo, for contributing. (laughs) We'll, uh, We'll see our guests out, and then we'll pick this up after the break. And then there were two. Here we are. Just the two of us. It's just you and me, buddy. Should we even spend this time podcasting? (laughs) (laughs) Finally, Courtney's gone. (laughs) Thought we'd never get rid of them. (laughs) Well, they're off probably to have a lot more fun than we are. (laughs) (laughs) Sounded like it. (laughs) They're like, shots, we're going out. It's a Wednesday. Like, are we going to continue podcasting? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We were half tempted to just leave y'all on that. We'll be back after the break. Bom, 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 bom. This will be our shortest episode ever. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like I do have a lot of good things to talk to you about this week. I'm glad Agreed. to glad to slip them in here and just cross Shelbell off the list because she'd been a, a lingering tot waiting to come on air. For sure. Happy to have her here. Um, first off, I just want to ask how you're feeling. Pretty, pretty bad. Like, I'll say it's weird. Like, I got Moderna round two at 1230 p.m. yesterday. Um, it was... I was like in meetings just back to back to back. I double booked myself on meetings. And then I brought uh, some of our support staff in to man a meeting that I had to leave early to go run over to Tom Thumb to get this Moderna run to. It was raining cats and dogs. And so I go to the guy at our front desk. I'm like, hey, man, you got an umbrella I could use? And he, he's like, yeah. And I was like, cool. I'll, I'll bring this back and I'll buy one while I'm out. <laughs> and uh, so I go over to Tom Thumb, show him all my stuff. They get me right in. They jabbed me, and uh, I said, I hope this isn't as bad as round one. He's like, it's probably going to be worse. Um, I was Ooh. like, all right, good to know. Thank you. And he told me, uh, just go ahead and wait for 15 minutes. If at 12.50 you're not dead or going into a seizure or something like that, you're free to go. I was like, right on, buddy. And uh, I proceeded to walk out <laughs> and just left. But I did buy an umbrella on the way out and um, got back to the office. I was just soaked through. Um Ended up just grabbing my stuff, going home, working the rest of the day there. Didn't really feel bad. Like, mm-hmm. did not feel the little edge that had been taken off by Moderna round one. And I kind of thought, oh, I'm I'm five, six hours into this thing. I'm going to be fine. And it felt a little achy last night, but this morning was brutal. Mm. Like, achy everywhere. Just shivering uncontrollably when out of bed. Like, fever, chills. Like, yeah, it, it hurt. You know when you're like looking straight on and you want to look to your side with just your eyes and Mm -hmm. it hurts like you can feel like breaking through the the pain walls as you move your eyeballs like that's where i was at and it was terrible but the weird thing is is that hour 26 it really does start to alleviate good like i took a i I got a somebody to cover a meeting for me today i took a bath midday and ever since then probably 1 2 p.m i've been perking up awesome i'm happy to hear that i mean whenever we were texting this morning, I could just tell from the way that you typed that you were going to try to rally for the podcast and everything, but I could tell that, you know, maybe you were, you were hurting a little bit, but I mean, you seem to be doing at the time of that text. Like, yeah, I was like, you were going through it. Well, just the fact that I didn't text you back until like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I didn't get out of bed until 10, 10 AM. I just kind of, you know, I notified the team that I was getting round two and I feel like teams have started to build in like a 36 hour 
brain fog window mm-hmm. after these vaccines for their employees because you can just really go down. Like yeah. I saw teammates of mine with the guy that covered for me today, Daniel, um, I'd covered for him two or three weeks ago because Pfizer round two had him not knowing his first name. Like he didn't Jeez. know his head from a hole in the ground. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> he was he was going through it bad, dude. He was like, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> he was he was down bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, didn't get that Johnson and Johnson, huh? You got the no, <laughs> no, yeah. no. I got I got Moderna. Fully vaccinated, still waiting for those benefits to kick in. You know, like I, all I've done is get gotten sick twice, and I have a stupid little card that I get to post on Instagram, so people are all like, "Yeah, yeah, social justice and liberty and stuff." <laughs> yeah, vaccination, and you know, of course, my caption was a Microsoft update completed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still doing my part, even tongue in cheek. You know, good, good, um, proud of you. But there's still people that are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hold off and." wait wait to see what happens yeah you're kind of looking at one well i'm i'm actually one of a few people in my group to actually get vaccinated like most of my friends are not getting vaccinated yeah it it would appear it's very strange like i i did it because i wanted to be socially accepted i was like if they're giving out a free shot of something i want that shot Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna go do that and i i just thought from like a travel concert live sporting event yeah. perspective much more convenient to it get would it. cut me to the front of some line and that has yet to happen in fairness you did just get it right but there's been no event that i've gone to on a major scale like planes trains oh you mean prior to getting the vaccination it's yeah, like yeah. nobody has been treated there uh, are no benefits to having the vaccine other than your own peace of mind and you know if it has the medical benefits of preventing a bad contraction i don't know yeah you know okay i feel you i'm just saying like it's not like anybody was like great you know here's your voucher for <laughs> you know you're now free to move about the country come on down <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on carson that's round two of moderna come on down no whammies no whammies <laughs> uh, well i'm glad to hear you're doing all right bro what else you got what are some of the hot ticket items that you're wanting to discuss with me um well i w- let's catch up on uh, mother's day okay i saw you out there that's one of the reasons i didn't really want to miss this week is because uh i feel like you did something pretty pretty grand gesture oriented yeah i tried and uh i had a great day it looked like it so you want me to go first sure okay uh my mom is a diehard rangers fan i think I, we talked mm-hmm. about that on the last podcast and That's why I stopped joking about him. <laughs> oh, I just because I, I respect your mom much more than I do not. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, that was I'm a, just joking. A, I, I, yeah, weird conversational corner you were backing yourself into there. I know. So she's diehard Rangers fan. We grew up. I grew up with Meredith going to uh, old Rangers ballpark. Now old Rangers ballpark, mm-hmm. which I think was open in '92 or '94. And uh, so, you know, at the time I was like three, five years old. So I I grew up going to home openers there and uh, was just like really excited because neither she nor my dad nor myself had been to the new stadium. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of coupled the energy of Mother's Day mixed with, oh, my first experience at a brand new stadium. Uh, Because, you know, I'd gone to the first game ever at the Dallas Cowboys new stadium Mm -hmm. and, you know, watched the game under a... 
a standing room only bar sandwiched in between like three fat guy shins. <laughs> like <laughs> literally it was, it was the worst experience from that perspective, but I was there, you know, yes. like I look back fondly on those memories. And so I knew that this was going to be kind of monumental like that too, because mm -hmm. you know, this could be the next to last stadium they see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if we're on a 20 years, you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, this was the only the second one I'd seen. Right. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> they, so, so they're around for a bit, even more so for them. <laughs> so yeah, you know what I mean? I don't mean that in a crass way, but yeah. Uh, so super excited. We got out there super early. We had dope premium tickets. It was just amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the place, I know you're going to be there on the 20th. Um, I believe whatever the date of next Thursday is a week from tomorrow. It's just, it's awesome. It's like a trip down memory lane because you can see the old stadium through the glass of the outfield. Oh, really? Yes. And like the concourses, at least on the, some of the club levels like had, you know, the, the walls were basically murals of like Ranger history and like um really awesome like artifacts and like art exhibits like created out of bats and baseballs and like mm -hmm. big murals with sayings with like famous rangers and it was just interesting to there was a lot of fascinating things about it honestly like one of the things that i found fascinating was like dissecting who all the new uh brand name sponsors were that yeah. had you know signage yeah I, I heard because uh they have like that buffet area and it, it was like some hot sauce or something, and now it's sriracha. Uh, I don't know. Okay, maybe they have like the buffet area. You know, you can get the tickets. StubHub Club, uh, maybe, but it was by like Valentina or I think or something like that, and now it's by sriracha. Okay, or, yeah, I don't know. Like change. I had some friends that were upset about that because it's not as good hot sauce is what is what their complaint was. But got it. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Tell me the brands that you're talking about. Well, so you're going to find this out a week from Thursday, but it's no longer the, first of all, there's no mention of Ozarka anywhere. Really? You know, wasn't it always the Ozarka dot race? I thought so. Like it's now the, the golden chick dot race hmm. <laughs> golden chick. Like, first of all, shout out to golden chick. Yeah. It's the best chicken in the hood you can get. You think so? Oh, yeah. I love Golden Chick. Those rolls and that Zang sauce. More than Popeye's? Uh, I've, I don't know that I've been to Popeye's. Oh, okay. But the problem with uh, that place is that you got to go to the hood to get it. Or you can Uber Eats it. But Uber Eats is pretty consistently leaving off the Zang sauce. And if mm. you don't have that, yeah. it's just it's not chicken and a biscuit. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, shout out to Golden <laughs> Chick. They, uh, All right. They they were Zang prominently fe featured um, Lockheed Martin. There was a bunch of like uh, different brands and some of them like stereotypical. But Ozarka, I found fascinating because they were they were like stripped. You know, there was mm -hmm. no mention of them anywhere. That is that's yeah. one of the best parts. We got semi padded seats. I wore jeans and nice shoes and socks because mm -hmm. it was like 80, 90 degrees out that day. But when we first sat down, I was like, oh, I messed up. Like, they don't actually have a CAC in here. Mm. And, you know, by the first inning, bottom of the first inning. Feeling good? Feeling good. Uh, roof was closed? Roof was closed. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a weird shape to it, but really fascinating stadium. Uh, I got to tell you, dude, this was one of the most, like, just serendipitous moment stories. Uh, we're just like, first of all, we get there. We do a lap around the entire thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to go see everything. And 
one of the things that we saw was Chuck Morgan, the in-game announcer, um, he has always been in the press area, like kind of suspended from everyone in the old Rangers ballpark. And now at the lower level and club level, he has like a nice glassed in perch that has like a retail uh, viewer area. Oh. So you're walking around the concourse and you look in these nice glass doors and you see like a really nice announcer booth mm -hmm. and it's like Chuck Morgan yeah. and it's like his suite. And he's in there with a couple people and I'm like, whoa, like, wouldn't that be so great to like be in there with him and like get to go do this? And uh, I look over to my right and I see that there's kind of two or three or four people gathered and I just turned to them mm -hmm. and I was like, do you guys have like some sort of tickets for this experience or something mm -hmm. like that? And they're like, no, man, we'll just, just come get you like just oh. stand here. I was like, really? And so I kind of jumped right back in line after them. Nice. And uh, we're getting up closer to game time, like 30 minutes to game time. So mm -hmm. he's about to cut it short. So I brokered a deal with the group in front of us. Uh, they were trying to negotiate who had the longest selfie arm. And I said, hey, we'll go in with you. We'll take a photo of all of you. You return the favor. And that way I knew that if he cut it uh, off after that group, we would be, be all in. right. So we did that. We got to go in with Chuck Morgan, look at all his screens, like look at his his perch at the ballpark is freaking amazing. Really? Like best seat in the house. Uh, insane. And uh, just talked to him, you know, for a couple minutes and mm -hmm. took some photos and it was just, it was funny because it struck me a little bit later that I was like, I saw that and immediately associated value with that experience and assumed that it would be, you know, somebody that was in the know or mm -hmm. paid for. Yep. And then he just came and got us and just to, you know, have mm -hmm. that added situation. I, I love those additional moments of joy that are sprinkled into events, like right. that, where it just goes above and beyond. Yeah, it just makes it even more special. You're sitting at a Mexican dinner in Cancun and like 18 foot dolls and trumpeters come out. Like, <laughs> I love that kind of thing. Yeah. And this was one of those moments of like additional flair. Mm -hmm. Another one was uh, seeing, I guess it's Bally Sports Southwest, uh, Mark McElmore. Okay. Um, did you see my story where he's like wearing a suit jacket and everything up top and then he's in gym shorts? Yes. Yes. Below. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. You just had great access to things. Like it's a, it's a fewer seat, fewer seats in this ballpark than the last one, apparently. And they have like the submerged boxes. Mm -hmm. So the way that they divvied the sections and kind of went up in terms of altitude is weird compared to the old stadium. I wonder why they uh, decided to have less seating, or do you know? I think that they just, uh, first of all, they don't need all those seats. I was, I was about to all, say, is it because of turnouts like in years past? or I'll tell you that I definitely think that they built this with entertainment in mind. Okay. You know, like they're going to use that for a lot more than just baseball mm -hmm. in the offseason. Got it. Because um, it's fashioned more like, it feels more like Texas Stadium in some ways. Okay. Um, it, it felt at you moments like, like a casino. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. I mean, they cool. had concerts at the old stadium, and it mm -hmm. wasn't optimized for that too much. But this one, I think it'll be, you know, they could have Jay-Z at AT&T and Beyonce at Texas Rangers, you know. Hey, there we go. Hey. Because don't see them together, because then it's all Beyonce. Yeah. I'm like, give me some more Jay. <laughs> for sure. So how'd your mom like it? She loved it. Yeah. She was like, I think at one point she cried and it's such a religious experience for her. So, mm -hmm. um, we had a really great time. We ran into people that we knew we ran into old vendors from the old ballpark. Like I, I had this like really weird moment where I, I saw one of the main hot dog guys from the old ballpark <laughs> and I was like, Hey, it's that guy. And I stopped him Dang. and I said, 
you're from the old ballpark. And he goes, I sure am. And then I, I just kind of looked at my parents. I'm like, I'm not sure where I was going with this. I, I have a friend who's tall. <laughs> wow. You're really tall. <laughs> you like play basketball or something. Oh, man. No, it was like a totally dumb moment of me. Yeah. That's that's cool though that you were able to recognize all those people. Yeah, no, it was it was yeah. super fun, dude. She had a great time. My dad had a great time. Um, tell us about yours. Um, well, uh, on Sunday morning, woke up at six a.m. Decided to head out to Austin to surprise my mom. So, with flowers in hand, knocked on the door, and uh, she and uh, my stepdad and her husband Brian made her. Uh, answer the door she's like somebody's at the door and he's like well go answer it because <laughs> he knew it was me coming and so she an- answers it and she's shocked and starts starts crying and everything and like hey <laughs> what's going on and so brian uh he knew i was coming up and he was prepared and uh so we grilled out that day and had some awesome steaks and got to spend the afternoon with them i didn't get to stay for too long because i'd work the next day um but I, I'm really glad that I was able to go up there and surprise her and make her day special. So it was a lot of fun. I saw those photos and just had an immediate appreciation. I was like, I love surprises like that. Yeah, I, I was glad I was able to do it because I had just been talking with her a few days before, and she's like, "Well, when are you gonna see, when are you gonna come back and see us?" And it's like, "Well, uh, you know, we have a lot of school events. I'm I'm wrapping this up, and then I have my master's classes that start in June. So it may not be until July." Of course, I'm telling her all this, knowing that I'm about to drive up and surprise her. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was awesome being able to hang out with them. I'm I'm glad I was able to make it work. Uh, Saturday night, we did have uh, our gymnastics home show at CTA, so it was a late night. Got home late and woke up early, but it was worth it. And uh, just watched some Netflix with them, ate some awesome food, chilled. That's what's up. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day to uh, Kiki and Jan. Absolutely. And all the other moms out there. Definitely. I think it was a, a good one for both of us, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You guys, I, I saw your picture on the gram and Twitter and everything. Looked look, look, look like a stunning little family out there, man. It was pretty overwhelming. It was like we were so ADD because there was so much to take in. And like I said, like some of those walls, were, it was like you were at, you know, a museum or something like mm-hmm. it would be like timelines of things that yeah. you know were big in your childhood and stuff that you want to spend time with so i'm really i'm i'm really excited to check it out next week um i think i'm, I'm gonna have a moment of honesty i think in our conversations throughout this podcast i have you have directly impacted my appreciation for baseball and golf and uh, you know, I've even been considering like, you know, watching some more golf. I've I've checked out more videos that typically trend on Twitter and Instagram and everything. And um, yeah, so thank you for that. Interesting that I've turned you on to baseball. I'm not a big baseball well, advocate per se. I, I think it's more t- you talking about like your experiences with your family and everything. And, yeah. And uh, it was because, f- because I, I know I know that it is like a really special experience for some people. And like a part of me thinks down the line, like, man, like maybe I want this to be a fun tradition for us. Cause I, I think my, 
experience and lack of appreciation for baseball stems from me being terrible at it. And like, I have, <laughs> I have a pretty scarring experience from like junior high when my PE teacher, uh, we were all practicing batting and I was up at bat and I could not hit that freaking ball. And he just made me stay there until I finally hit it. And the whole class was watching. And, um, I, 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 I don't even like thinking about it right now, but, Dang. <laughs> um, but yeah, ever since then, like I didn't join the baseball team in high school because of it, even though my friends did. And a lot of them weren't good at it. They just wanted the experience. Um, but I, I feel like I have, and, and hold some resentment, uh, for that moment. But as I'm getting older, kind of let some of those things go. <laughs> and you know, it, it may not be so bad. Could have gone pro back in 82. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for my bum knee. But. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, talk about humiliation. Like, I mean, I couldn't hit the ball. I couldn't catch the Jeez, ball. The fact that it wasn't, like, like, it wasn't a three strikes and you're out thing. He just made me stand there until I hit it. And it was like pitch after pitch after pitch, dude. I think I like bunted it. <laughs> <laughs> that's but funny. Anyway, that, that's a little bit of backstory for. I mean, if your love of the game, especially at the professional level or even amateur level, is predicated on your ability to play that game, then you're not going to be a big fan of anything. <laughs> yeah, but like I've never been great or exceptional at other sports, but I also didn't have like a, a super embarrassing experience involved in, in any of those sports either. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. What else has been going on with you? What else has been going on with me? Of, uh, batting practice. Um, getting ready to wrap up this school year. We have we our last final is a week from today, and then I have like another week of post week, and then I am done for the summer, and then I begin my master's classes. So looking for looking forward to all of that. Um, yeah, that's really what I've been up to. We uh, we had our academics awards last night. Oh, uh, I got to recognize some of my top students in my English classes and other students were recognized in other classes. So that was a lot of fun. The top nerd award. That's right. AP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that just reminds me of something I really want to talk to you about off air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So you're basically wrapping up for the rest. Of, you You've broken ground, right? Oh, on the house, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Are you not supposed to, I, not supposed I, to announce that? To be honest, <laughs> no, I have no I have no issue saying that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um, congrats. I didn't know that that was happening so quickly. Yep. So they have the perimeter uh, sketched out. And then they Bro, have. Bro, you always in, start with the perimeter. Yeah. And then they put in some pipes. <laughs> perimeter, pipes. What's next? Uh, I believe they're going to frame the house next. So <laughs> put down some concrete. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Put in that rebar. Yeah. Bring in the hard hats. <laughs> <laughs> so that was exciting. Yeah, we went to the property and took some pictures by it and everything and took a little bit of video. And I might splice it together. You're like, this is my dirt, son. <laughs> this is my plot of land. Yep. You just I'd just go exactly stand in I the felt. middle of the, the mud plot with a gun and be like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't nobody come near this. <laughs> I just shoot in every direction. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, but I probably, you know, I, I might just go out there during the summer and <laughs> make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Just like, shoot off a flare. Whoa. That scared me. Yeah. 
but that's yeah, awesome, so dude. That's very exciting, and so that's gonna go up over the next little while. Yeah, over the next six months, they say. They say. Mm-hmm. Contractors never lie, bro. It's always on time. All <laughs> <that> right. <laughs> yeah, always on time on budget. Awesome. Never fails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been led to believe. Excellent. What do I know? I rent. I'm now among homeowners. Yeah. Oh, you know, you also own something else. You you purchased. I own a other- lot of I own a lot of things now. After yeah. a wakeless Moderna night of just retail <laughs> stock investing. That's right. Yeah, I get a text from Carson, or a, I can't remember if it was Instagram or text that you sent at first, but I just get a screenshot of him buying some Dogecoin, <laughs> and I'm like, bro. Now <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, I'm happy you're doing this, but I probably would have waited on the Doge. Um, but then I get you in on the Ethereum and, uh, apparently you, I think that's the only thing that's up at the moment. Uh, I know you got some AMC and AMC was up. That is supposed to explode. I don't need to get it. Uh, yo, you want to check out my, my stock and crypto balance sheet right now? What's up? All right. Hit me up. This is how your boy did it. First of all, can we talk about Robin hood? Can we talk about what a seamless integrated consumer oriented UI and onboarding experience that was that like I had like a startup. Well, I can't say that. Um, I was aroused for their onboarding process, like their UI. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I have like, you know, startup wood for that or something. (laughs) That's where I thought you were going with it. All right. (laughs) Thanks for making me say that. Um, But I totally did because I'm like, oh my goodness, this thing is just, I mean, I was, I was downloaded, created profile, like preferences, information, bank account linked, mm-hmm. debit card in mail, like in route, like everything all integrated, new ACH information that I can utilize. And I had purchased, you know, five stocks and three cryptocurrencies in the first hour. Yes. And it is, it, it, it's, I've never interacted with a, um, an application like this like it's so mind-blowing from like a user experience perspective mm-hmm. that i mean people might, the way i made my first investment and they were like you want to just set up automatic drafts so that you can continue being aggressive and like mm-hmm. they really like it's like playing slots all day like i'm just on there like looking at the way that you can toggle in between percent change total percent change yep. like your daily return your total return like the app is flawless. It's incredible. In that regard, yes. But yes. but wait until there's a surge in Doge and it's spiking or it's dropping dramatically and the app is uh, having so much traffic that it's not letting you buy or sell when you're wanting to. That is an issue that people are experiencing. Uh, I believe it's only really happened with like Dogecoin and then back whenever like uh, GameStop was going crazy, just mm-hmm. because they had not um, had that much traffic in the past of of all this, so I, I, that's my only warning. Um, other than that, I would say yes, because I've looked into other places to buy and sell and and trade and all that. But uh, Robinhood is the most user friendly by far. Oh my goodness, it was so seamless, like. They had six hundred dollars out of my pocket and a whole new banking system set up in ten minutes, you know. Yeah. But this is what I this is what I did. I spread it around a little bit, and <laughs> I don't have many shares of any of this. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of them I don't even have a complete share. Um, 
but I bought Amazon, Tesla, Twitter, AMC. I was given a stock gift. Yes. Of AQB. Okay. That one, uh, I got a full share of Aqua Bounty, and that's at $5.03 at that's market so. close. Um, I didn't know that I would be able to purchase cryptocurrency through Robinhood. Mm-hmm. So that was really exciting. It's limited. They don't have like everyone out there, but they do have... I was wondering because I was like, I want to buy more of these, like the really cheap ones. Like, mm-hmm. let me put $100 into those and just sit on them. Yeah. And then you never know. Like, I mean... $100 into Bitcoin years ago, you'd be done forever, you yeah. know? I've been looking into, uh, Robinhood does have Litecoin, L-I-T-E. Yeah. Um, and I have been looking into that, but I haven't invested in it yet. So the cryptocurrencies I bought are the obvious ones. I bought Bitcoin, Doge, and Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm currently down on all three. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm down today on Ethereum, but I'm making, uh, this is the only time I'm ever going to talk about how much I'm making Nice. Because I don't want to talk about it um, whenever it gets to be even more. Um, <laughs> but I I invested in Ethereum two weeks ago, and I've made over $2,300 on it. Like, I'm up $2,300. We up now? Yeah. We in here. That's what's up. Uh-huh. So what are you going to do? You're going to... So you have... You're up 2300 in Ethereum. Yes. Are you going to continue watching that climb and you have a sell strategy for that? Or I'm, what are you going to do? I'm going to be this? holding on to that baby for probably a few years. Okay. I wholeheartedly, like, so if, you, if you get in stocks quickly, um, I've done that with other ones, but, and like, I've made a grand off a of Doge. Um, I, I lost like 40 bucks from AMC, um, but I might buy back into that. Anyway, I don't, yeah. Overall, I'm on top. I'm in. I'm in the green. We're we're looking good, but I'm in the black. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Ethereum is something that I wholeheartedly believe in. The more that I do research on it, and the way that I see other companies uh, that are going to begin setting up programs to where you can purchase things through Ethereum, and then also blockchain, which I don't feel comfortable enough explaining what that is yet because I'm still learning about it. But I do know that it is important. Um, and Ethereum, I guess, does the best at that. So whenever I learn a little bit more about it, then I can speak more on it. Um, but Ethereum is what I believe in the most as far as crypto. <laughs> Ethereum is what... Somebody should isolate that. Ethereum is what I believe in most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I just couldn't believe how um, easy they made it. And you know, just access to that market, you know, like I used to wonder like, Oh, how do you do all that? And it's just so easy with these applications now. And, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I'm sitting down and doing like my first real balance sheets of my life because I'm like, I have money in a lot of different places, you know, Mm -hmm. like just, just my Venmo and cash app accounts, you know, it's not hundreds, you know what I mean? Like, um, and now I've got hundreds sitting in, all of my Robinhood stocks mm-hmm. and, you know, Schwab and all these disparate places. And it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Empire it's, building. It's sound. really fun. I I have my Robinhood app open like all the time. Just watching it, even though I know I'm not going to do anything or just just watching it. For me, it's just nice to like not just be a one trick pony where, you know, I've gotten equity in several startups uh, through investment, through mm-hmm. co-founding, through early stage employee uh, stock options. And 
that's always where I, I hung all the value. I just wanted to have a lot of cash in the bank and then equity vesting, yeah. you know, in, in organizations that I thought were going to raise money or have exits and become liquid and, you know, make me a millionaire, sure. multimillionaire. Um, now to like have, you know, all of the different accounts and different investment strategies and you got your, your Roth IRAs, you've got your retail investing and, and some of this stuff coupled with the market knowledge that I actually have where I'm like, oh, Twitter's mm -hmm. down. Twitter spaces is going to blow up. I should buy this right now. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Tesla was down after Elon's uh, SNL Bro, performance. Every, I was like, I better buy right Everything was down after Elon's thing. He got on SNL and they asked him about Dogecoin and he said it's just a side hustle. Like, I feel like if he had legit, he's trying to legitimize it more through Twitter and saying like, oh, I may allow people to purchase things, uh, with I may allow people to purchase Tesla with Dogecoin or should I do that? And like trying to get people's feedback, but then he goes on SNL and just calls it a side hustle and like it's a joke. Like, what are you trying to do here? Sometimes I feel like he's purposely trying to manipulate it, which I'm sure he is. Um that's but that's another reason why I am being more careful with Doge now because he'll send out a tweet and it'll spike or drop. And then they also had Doge Day, which which was 4:20, and that's whenever it was supposed to really spike, and that ended up dropping like crazy. So it just uh, isn't as trustworthy as some of the other things. Well, it isn't anything, is it? I mean, it's, it's like becoming a something because other on on Doge Day, a lot of companies like I remember Slim Jim was tweeting like oh you can buy slim jim with dogecoin and some other corporations like that like other snack companies and everything mark cuban you're allowed to buy like mavericks gear and stuff with doge um so there are a few things that you can purchase with it so it's not completely useless it's all just a matter of time like crypto when you think about the developing world and aren't there like three and a half billion unbanked individuals in the world modern day that, you know, majority of them are going to have a smartphone in the next, if they don't already five years, you know? Yeah. So those markets in Africa and South America are just exploding with technology and mobile banking solutions that it's pretty crazy. Yes. Like I don't have a physical bank branch. Hmm, really? Like I'm with USAA for all of my big money and, mm. You know, I don't have a physical bank branch. Oh, okay. They have ATM forgiveness, so I, I go get money out wherever I want. And, you know, I'm direct deposited in. You know, I'm not coming into large sums of cash that I need to deposit at like mm -hmm. B of A or something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Nice. Uh, the, uh, the one last thing I want to add about Doge is that you have to be careful because there's no limit to how much exists. Okay. Like with Bitcoin and Ethereum. That's problematic, isn't it? Yes. Um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, some of the other more legitimate ones, there, there is a cap on how much exists. Um, so Doge, I mean, because there's never like demand for it, um, that can be problematic. Anyway. Well, I'll be more versed to speak on this stuff with you, and I'm sure we'll be sharing more. I wanted to be in the... The Frat Boy Investors Club. That yeah, man, Heston, him and I have been messaging back and forth. John was texting me the other day because, uh, you know, so with some of his investments. Um, but 
Yeah. <laughs> John texted you bragging. Is that? <laughs> yeah. By the way, he listened to the episode where you were like, oh, I don't mean to put John's business out there. And I was like, screw John. And he just started cracking up, apparently. <laughs> He's been a, a more faithful listener here recently. That's awesome. Nice. We love John. We've been doing aight. Yeah. Uh, shifting gears a little bit. Uh, I got a couple of things I wanted to run past you. Hit me. Um, so we talked about this probably a couple dozen episodes ago. Remember when Ellen was being mean? Bruh, did we predict the future again? So she's quitting after season 19. Mm. Ellen is leaving the daytime. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the loss of viewership and has everything to do with what she wants to do in her career, right? <laughs> so are they down pretty considerably? Yeah. Everybody's down. You know, everybody needs Trump back. Like, the the late night and cable news are hurting so bad. Crystal and Sagar had a, a episode on uh, Stephen Colbert and mm-hmm. how he won't let it go. Like, he's still doing... Like, he, he did a, a whole trivia thing on mocking Trump the other night. It's like, dude, he left. Like, calm down. Like, yeah. you know, they need him so badly for viewership and mm-hmm. polarization and, you know, funny things to come out of that. Or, yeah. you know, in the, you know, current late night realm, it's not even that funny. Like, mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon can still be funny. I don't find Stephen Colbert funny at all anymore. I haven't been watching him. So exactly. I, I wouldn't know. When he did Colbert Rapport, he was brilliant. Yeah. And this new, like, shrill, you know, SJW advocacy that he does is not a good look. Hmm. I had no idea. In my humble but correct opinion. Um, yeah, but I – okay, so my response to that is, like, I hate that these shows were relying on Trump to get viewership, like, jokes at his expense or or something that he said in the media. Like – produce better content that's why a lot of us have flocked to netflix or hulu hbo because there's better content there like people were i i feel like this was already happening before uh the beginnings of it were happening before trump's presidency and even more so after people are are fleeing or uh, just not watching tv anymore yeah well, I feel like everybody just kind of breathed a sigh of relief and checked out. And, you know, as COVID was starting to get alleviated and the vaccine was becoming more widely distributed and travel restrictions were, you know, less, less uh, prohibitive, mm-hmm. you know, people don't care to watch Don Lemon. Yeah. I wish they'd never cared to watch him, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm back on Netflix watching The Circle. So here we are. The Circle. Uh it's a social media challenge. They're all putting uh, hotel rooms on their own and they either create a real or fake profile and they try to gain popularity. Like they direct message uh, the other contestants and they try to build alliances, but nobody ever sees their true identity until they've been voted off or um, until the season finale. So it's interesting. It's trash TV. Uh, but I, I'm glad that I have the opportunity to watch some trash TV and not have to worry so much about what's out there. But maybe I had nothing to worry about to begin with. So here we are. I've been watching uh, Startup on Netflix. Uh, share more detail. So Startup, let me see if there's like an official. It, it's very interesting. It's set in Miami back when Miami is like starting to get a lot of uh, investment money and 
there's a new cryptocurrency founder that's out there trying to get GenCoin started. Mm. And concurrently, there's a PE investor that has a father that is a money launderer who gets his, you know, back up against a wall and needs to bring in his son. And you have all of these stories kind of converging. And in the end, you end up having like, like a Haitian street gang leader, a PE guy, and a prodigy kind of autistic Indian Stanford grad female okay. uh, at the founding team of this startup. And it's kind of like, what was that management consulting show that I think Michael turned me on to this. I loved it. It was Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell. Oh, yes. Um, ah, uh, Schwartz was in it too. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, that one, it's more like that than, you know, Silicon Valley, if you will. Yeah. Like Silicon Valley was much more high level funny. Like this one is like, this one's naughty. I love it. Yes, it is House of Lies. House of Lies. Yo, House of Lies is like, I'm going to go on a limb and say, I hadn't been that like, you know, when something just appeals to all of your senses simultaneously, mm-hmm. like I hadn't felt that since like Nip, Nip Tuck. Tuck. I knew you were going to say Nip Tuck. I know you. <laughs> Kimber. <laughs> Kimber, if you're listening. <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> oh, we could only wish. Yeah. I um, mean, what, what else has she been up to? We'll tag her in this. Probably just being the most beautiful woman <laughs> in the world out there, you know, but mm-hmm. no, I'm saying House of Lies was insane, yes. son. Yeah. This is kind of like that. Really? Yeah, man. And it's this, three seasons. It's, you? it's got the guy from the OC or whatever. Okay. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never watched it, but I know that they had good music. He's he's from one of those little teeny bopper movies or yeah. shows. Brody? Maybe, yeah. He's the good looking boy. I think Adam Adam Brody. Yeah, I think he's in it. He's the son. He's the PE investor. Okay. So it, it's a I'm I'm partway through season one, enjoying it. Thumbs up. That guy? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Devilish. Meanwhile, I'm waiting on a season three of you real oh bad. Oh, my goodness. I'm down bad. Apparently, he's going to be on some movie that's coming out on Netflix. And I'm like, stop filming other things. Yeah. And put out you. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. You. Right. Please. Season three. Yeah, I agree. All their big ones. Like, I need more Bloodline. I need more Ozark. I need more. Is it, I don't think there's going to be any more Bloodline. Man, what are you talking about? I think I got canceled. No. Pretty sure. Well, how will I ever figure out what happens to Raymond and the Everglades, dude? (laughs) (laughs) That's not cool. I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, I had a couple other media notes I was going to run past you before we got off this topic. Okay. Um, I guess this kind of fit. Well, did you watch Elon? I saw some of the sketches on Twitter. Yeah, some of them were funny. Mm -hmm. They're they're just not very good anymore, it doesn't seem like. He had a funny monologue. He was much more self-aware and played the goober. Like, did you watch the S uh, the COVID party where he's like talking to Heidi Gardner? No. Okay. Well, she's like doing the hot girl thing. I'm like, oh, this is going terribly. And mm-hmm. it, it's in her mind. And then you, it refers to his internal thoughts. And he's like, oh, I think this is going pretty well. Mm-hmm. He was kind of playing that pocket protector nerd. But I thought he did well. Okay. He was really out of character and it was funny. And mm-hmm. Andrew Schultz had a line about this that, only unfunny people should be allowed to host SNL because in the same way that stand-up writes their jokes and then has to make them come to life, when you're doing satirical sketch comedy like that, 
the true measure of good writing would be to make unfunny people funny. Yeah. The bar is too high. He was making this point on a recent uh, flagrant two with Akash Singh uh, that whenever Eddie Murphy comes and hosts, it's like the bar is so high because you have a really funny host. Oh, it's going to be legendary. When you have a nerd host or like, you know, apparently there was a lot of drama about this because maybe other people had Asperger's, but you know, he went on and said, I'm the first person with Asperger's to host the show. And uh, I think when you have somebody more like that, that, you know, can do all these different types of humor and that is truly great writing when you can bring out that and somebody that may otherwise not be known as funny. Yeah. I saw the sketch with, uh, Pete Davidson on (laughs) Chad. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a series basically. It's like a recurring, I think he's been doing that Chad character for years. Okay. You might, might go YouTube Chad SNL. Yeah. I bet there's like three or four. Yeah, but I haven't watched a full episode in a long, long time. I just typically watch whichever one's trending on social media. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, In other news, I did want to run this past you. Bill and Melinda Gates divorce that we reported on last week. Yeah. Did you see the Wall Street Journal article about how his involvement with Epstein was what? one of the major factors. Yeah. Apparently. So she started look. she started talking to her lawyers like back in 2019, um, due to those rumors with him chilling with Epstein. So that's yeah. Good on her. I heard it's a blatant money grab and that we should have no mercy on her. Really? I've heard that from some sources that, so he was already, he was a billionaire when they got married. He did not have $165 billion or whatever he has now. He had $1 billion. Uh-huh. Uh, she's been with him for a very long time. Um, oddly enough, did you know that as part of their nuptial agreement that he is allowed to spend one week, one long weekend a year with an ex-girlfriend on a trip that they kept as a tradition? Really? Yes. Did not know that. He would go visit her in her cottage. Interesting. It's old Billy. Yeah. On the DL. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so many jokes that we could make. Bad boy Billy. Bad boy Billy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're watching him out there dancing to the new Windows update. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, I don't know what to think. I've heard that that's convenient timing. That she would have obviously known about involvement with Epstein for a long period of time leading up to that, and that this was uh, coupled around a money grab associated with the media leak that you know Bill Gates had been involved. Uh, the whole thing stinks, you know, mm-hmm. like obviously anybody, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Ghislaine. Yeah, definitely. She, she's still alive. But what were they doing together? You know, Bill's obviously got secrets of like the first world order, you know, yeah. like the, the vaccine tech billionaires, you mm-hmm. know, they meet with like Xi Jinping and oh, no doubt something, something sketchy. Something's going on. Yeah. Deep state yeah. back doors. Mercy. Smoke-filled chambers. You know what uh, divorce I am really upset about that's happening? What? John Mulaney Mm. is divorcing his wife. And she's, like, devastated or whatever? Yeah, she's heartbroken. Uh, But she wishes John nothing but the best. But apparently it was his decision. He's been out of rehab for a few months. Um, Well, maybe she's the reason he's drinking and doing drugs. You never know. That's too bad. It seems like he's such a nice... Nice young man, mm-hmm. and uh, well, he's he just t- wiling out. Yeah, but uh, it stinks because, like, in his uh, stand-ups, he talks about how much he loves his wife and, like, how 
much she has improved his life and everything. But, you know, again, they're jokes. Their story is written. It's not always. Plus, he's a whole act. Right. That's a facade to a certain extent. Sure. I mean, he's brilliant. We saw him live together at Majestic Theater, one of the best shows ever. And he was heavily under the weather that day. And now it gives me pause as to why he might have been. Might have been coming off of something. Yeah. What's his big thing? Booger sugar? He uh, likes the cocaine? Cocaine and uh, alcohol. He's been drinking since 13. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah. How does he look that good? It's insane. He looks very young, except for the bags under his eyes. Yeah, man. I'm about to get on that Botox and fillers myself. Don't. No, I'm serious. Like, I'm going to get Botox. Where? At this place. No, where on your body? On my face. Just in your cheekbones? No, like they're going to do like around my eyes and my forehead type deal. Because if I get on this early, I could be Rob Lowe in 20 years. If it looks bad, do you want me to be honest with you? Of course. Okay. Of course. Uh, When it doesn't look bad and you want to. I'll I'll ask you for the deets. Yeah, you'll you'll, go. You don't really. You have a nice face with good complexion. Be red. Well. It's all a facade. Okay. (laughs) Any other divorces that you're sad about or happy about? Um, not that I'm aware. Um, I am in, in one way you could view this as a divorce, but the Joe Budden podcast. Dude, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up. That was the one thing off, not on my list. I saw that. What the heck is going on? Oh, man. Where do I begin? Um, sev- a couple months ago, or I don't, I don't know, maybe two months ago, um, Rory Amal did not appear on the podcast and, uh, we weren't really given a reason why they ended up being gone for six weeks and then returned. And, um, Maul had said that, you know, it was just about respect. It had nothing to do with money. Rory didn't really say what he was upset about. And, uh, they were there for that episode. They got out their grievances on the podcast. Then they were there for one more episode and then in today's episode, they were not there again. And Joe Budden uh, reveals that they're not there. He fired Rory like during that podcast episode and says, you are not welcome back. And um, Like on the air? Is that why they deleted an episode or something? They only deleted it uh, because they want people to pay for the full version on Patreon. Got it. Yeah, most, a lot of his episodes have been selling on Patreon. Um, he's brought in two other people that are like from the hip hop community kind of, um, ish and ice and, um, yeah. So anyway, they are no longer a part of the podcast and I've, I'm like really, really upset about that because they used to tour their podcast and would come into Dallas and I was really looking forward to seeing them live. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue listening to Joe Budden without them, so. It's probably, it's probably the case for a lot of his audience, right? Uh, yeah, several, many. Well, he just got scorched earth on all his partners here recently. That's what he tends to do. Man, like, he, what is going on? If you, uh, I did listen to his podcast, and I feel like he did bring up some really good points. Um, like he is saying, you know, episode one, Rory and Maul were not there, and like his main issue is they wanted to see his. Um, they wanted to see the accounting and like all the money that he's bringing in, even though he's paying them handsomely. 
Um, they wanted like a part of the business. They wanted to have ownership of the business. And he said, no, like, this is my thing. It's my name. I, you know, you guys have said you've been here since day one, but Maul wasn't there until episode 70. And Rory came in, you know, an episode like in the teens or something, but like, it's not their thing. Um, he built up his YouTube page and he allowed them to use content uh, from their podcasts to build up their own YouTube page and they never did. And they want a piece of like his YouTube money. And so from that perspective, if you take out like their friendship and just look at it from a business perspective, I do kind of agree with him in some of those aspects. Sure. Yeah. But. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm -hmm. But he's, he's been creating like his own, um, I don't even uh, know what to call it, but like his, uh, his, his own channel where he has like a bunch of different podcasts under him. And so he's, I mean, he's not just looking out for himself. Like he explains, you know, he has a lot more people's bills to pay than just Rory and Maul. And like, so whenever they left and didn't come back, he's like, well, the show's going to go on. Like we're, we're not just going to stop the money just because you guys aren't here. Um, and, and so again, I do agree with him in some of those ways, but I would never speak to my friends the way that he spoke to them it's the danger of uh going into murky agreements with friends <laughs> in yeah. some ways like it's a good thing we never that's why monetized. we decided not to yeah go I mean, for the money you know blue chew and uh you know red robin and all of them are approaching us but yeah now we'd rather preserve our friendship than absolutely than take our corporate greed dollars yeah that's that's kind of Nike. We didn't do it. Are you sad a little bit? I am. It's kind of yeah. like the end of a chapter here. They were a huge part of my life, especially in Maryland. Yeah. Um, like whenever I was kind of just chilling on my own, I had this like I would listen to a lot of podcasts, and that was like one that I really attached to, and uh, got kind of obsessive over. And so I was pretty bummed this morning to uh, to listen to that. That's wild. I, I just saw that he was blowing up on Twitter, just yeah, trending. Yeah, they were trending. AF. Yep. So we'll see. I will uh, support Maul and Rory and whatever their next endeavor is. He said that he would sue them if they started their own podcast for the next year, though, because they're under contract. Is he abusing something? Like, it seems like he's got this, like, uh, paranoid, um, you know, they're out to get me, like, this aggressor mentality. Like, if what's I, going on with If him? I sent you the link, would you listen to it? For sure. Okay, because I I want I want you to listen to it, and then I want to know your perspective. Okay. Because there are I mean there are a lot of bullet points that I do agree with. So maybe by next podcast uh, we can talk more in depth about it. Okay. Yeah, I'll look that up. Okay. Later tonight, then. Sweet. Uh, getting away from media, I guess the the only other things that I kind of had um on my list was uh and, and this is illustrated like there's a couple different things going on here mm -hmm. have you seen all this stuff with like the gas yes in like north carolina and so there was a cyber attack on a pipeline apparently that led to delayed delivery from racks to gas stations and people started hoarding and filling up mm -hmm. and like waiting six hours to yeah. fill up with I paid, gas. i paid 2.99 for my gas last night that was insane i've uh, so 30 bucks was for my little Honda Civic. 
So you've had that going on recently. I haven't been able to get K-Cups at a good rate, really? even via Amazon. Ever oh, Chick-fil- since that, Chick-fil-A ever- sauce is Dang out. it, dude. Oh, that, my bad. That was like my little golden nugget right there. <laughs> no pun intended. I actually have that. Um, Chick-fil-A via CNN. The chicken chain said Wednesday that industry-wide supply chain issues, which are affecting essentially every aspect of the economy, has resulted in a shortage of select items that Chick-fil-A serves, including sauces. In response, Chick-fil-A has only given customers one dipping sauce cup per item ordered at many of its 2,600 U.S. restaurants. That's crazy. McDonald's started doing that 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, these drive through people, have you been to a taco? The, if you go to the wrong Taco Bell, which I do maybe twice a year, mm-hmm. man, these people don't want to give you mild sauce to save their <laughs> lives from the hot place. I, the Taco Bell in Alvarado is straight. Like, <laughs> like, they'll hook you up. So, Well, we saw this with the pandemic with toilet paper and peanut butter and masks and you know, medicines, all of our medicines were made in China yeah. and China also gave us this virus. And, um, you know, with that ship going, <laughs> with that <laughs> ship going ape ship in, uh, the Suez nice. canal or whatever, like uh-huh. all of these like global supply chain events just like remind us of our mortality yeah. and just how, you know, we think it comes out of the big giant, you know, machine mm-hmm. that comes from the Costco machine. You know, that comes from the Albertsons machine. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like all those little trucks that you see with the bread mm-hmm. on come the side. from the big one. They come from the big one. And they're yeah. just one of the things that you order at that grocery store. And if they can't drive that bread to the grocery store that day, yeah. ain't going to be no bread. I will say, I'm I, once again, I am so annoyed by people panic shopping. Dude, people keep doing that. I, it's Yeah. It's border like it's borderline disgusting. I mean, to be like, I if you don't need it, save it for the people that do. So you're not telling me that you're not cutting a nice steel reinforced basement in that new Cleburne home with a 25 year supply of no, Ron if, Paul food? If, no, if if it's my time, it's my time. <laughs> Tired of it. My dad was talking about this that it's like the uh, just in time economy and how Japan was on this system for quite a while before mm-hmm. america but everything is just in the nick of time you know your amazon package is often delivered before you're home from work where you ordered it um you know but we don't have anything in bulk we live in little postage stamp apartments um you know we we focus on experiences and like digital acquisitions mm-hmm. you know like we'd rather have a really nice computer that stores digital memories than yeah. have like a baby grand piano you know mm-hmm. when was the last time you walked into a nice apartment and there was a baby grand you're right very infrequently yeah so it's just interesting that is it's i don't know i don't know if maybe we just know so much more about everything else going on in the world that it's more heightened now you know we're more aware of some of the uh constraints of our existing logistics supply chain situation um you know or if it's just like a a quick reminder that we're mere specs and that you know the existential crisis to the human species like very much exists in a variety of forms. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. (laughs) I don't know what to add to that, but I feel that sentiment. Let's go on. You want to go? You want to go do something else? (laughs) You want to go see what the girls are up to? 
Yeah. I'm yeah, I could eat. All right, man. Um new J. Cole dropping Friday. Uh and I know. Is that you, delayed? Uh uh-uh. Okay. He dropped a single last week. Uh, the album is this Friday. Um I'm super excited about it. Dope. You'll have to report back on that next week and I'll give my report on Joe Budden podcast. Yes, definitely. Can't wait. Hopefully we'll both be up in our stocks and our cryptos. Um Mm-hmm. hashtag doge i yeah. guess we'll probably be retired by next week yeah. <laughs> it's whatever man you never know <laughs> like dude i'm saying i'm like uh, i don't know yeah i i just now realize that i have access to the apparatus that so many guys use to make 3.8 million dollars yes. on a single weekday a couple months ago yeah. and that it changed their lives and that that all you got to do is a couple things like that a couple little things and boom i i make, bora I'm, bora baby i'm hyped that you put some money into amc Hyphy, baby. Yeah. Movies are coming back. Black yeah. Widow. You don't know that. Ha- I'm going to show you some stuff. Spider-Man. After- I'm going to show you some stuff after we're done with this, and it's going to blow your mind. Yeah. You got that insert trading, baby. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you tots up next week. All right. Peace.